0: There's balance in our duality as our energies
1: explore the possibilities.
0: Time is but an illusion,
1: and information is power.
0: You're listening to InnerlightRadio.com,
1: the healing frequency.
2: To all you lovely listeners Thank you so much for joining me You're listening to Caleb Truth And this is Beyond the Veil On innerlightradio.com Where we go beyond the surface level of reality And dive deep To reveal hidden truths And exciting revelations I am so excited For today's show Um, We're going to be talking about Astrology And how astrology can better help us Understand ourselves and our relationships so my a little background on me with astrology i've been into astrology since i was 13 years old um i, I remember being in grade eight you know i'm working on dial-up internet I, i'm sure some of you out there who are probably listening can remember those days you know it was it was a little bit weird um you know and i'm, I'm on the internet i'm surfing and i don't know something just triggered me to kind of start researching astrology And, you know, I had, like others, come across astrology um, postings or articles, whatever, in newspapers. And, you know, some of it was a little bit cheesy. And I was thinking to myself, like, how legit is this information? Is is this actually real? Or is this just a scam? And, you know, I came, I was raised in in a very religious family. And, you know, bringing these things up in family conversation or around others where they were like, oh, you know, it's garbage. It's not real. Yet... I did read articles from amazing people such as uh, Susan Miller, who some of you might know of. She's an amazing astrologer. She's been doing this, I don't even know, probably for at least two decades. Um, And yeah, so I came across her article and I started reading uh, the astrology monthly for different signs. And I would observe different people in my reality and I would see similar situations play out that she spoke of in her, her articles. So, I began to contemplate and really think deeply about this. Like there's something else going on out there that, you know, some people are not talking about and maybe not valuing. So, yeah, I just continue to do that. Just read, observe, read, observe until I hit like, I guess, 2014. I met someone that became very special to me in my life. Who became my first, I would say, astrology guide. And so this person gave me books and I started to study and fell in love with astrology all over again. Um, so I hope that, you know, by the end of today's show, I I hope that some of you are able to gain a greater understanding of astrology and the value that it has in our lives. So today, my guest. Uh her name is Dasha. She's an astrologer who consults people on uh their relationships and also personal astrology. so welcome Dasha to the show. Hi, thanks. Nice to be here so like what was your background like How did you get into astrology? Well,
3: uh, my background is not uh that dissimilar from yours uh in a way because uh I think as a young woman aged about twelve as well. Uh, I started getting interested in uh, what is it exactly that astrology can do for people? Uh, what sort of science or metaphysics is it? Uh, and will it someday, you know, be recognized as a science as well? Uh, so for me, it was like this intuitive draw that was part of my life path, I think. And it made me uh, interested in the dynamics between people, especially, you know, my focus is on relationships. So I was curious about the female and male you know energies and how you can uh, relate to each other how can you overcome difficulties etc so that was my main focus and it still is probably to to this day
2: yeah i would i, I would say i'm I'm pretty much exactly the same as i went deeper into astrology in 2014 I became so curious, and even I would—I would honestly say—even borderline obsessive, you know, trying to understand, like, oh, you know, what are these energies that I'm sensing with this person? What does it mean? You know, what, mm-hmm. what, what's the what is the destiny of of this relationship, and all these things? And it was really cool to like really sit back and observe how people bring out different energies in you, and how obviously I am not the same. Uh, with one person as I am, like with my partner or with my best friend or mother, like there's completely different energies that get activated in me as an individual. And I would say, I would assume that that also happens with other people.
3: Oh, yes, definitely. I think uh, each personality type, you know, gets revealed uh, based on who we are around, you know, the energies around different people, will like awaken certain things in you when maybe it won't awaken those same things with other people. So it's like each person that comes into our life uh, teaches us a new lesson about ourselves. And sometimes they even take us on a new path, you know, like a path of growth. And most of the time that's what happens. Because uh, when you think about the concept of karma, uh, most of the time people enter your life for very specific reasons. You know how they say some people stay for a season, <laughs> some people stay for life. Mhm. Mhm.
2: I think I think yeah, there's a quote that says something like some people are in your life for a season. Others are there for a reason, something. Like that. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. Um, and even for me, like, as I, I had to go through a whole process to go and get my actual birth time, because I would go to both my parents and like, guys, when was I born? Like, can you tell me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom gave me one time, my dad gave me another time. And then my dad's like, don't listen to your mom. She was like, borderline incapacitated. She doesn't know she didn't know what time it was. And so I struggled for, like, I think a year and a half, almost two years, trying to figure out what my birth time was so I can create a proper chart to understand, you know, what was going on. And I finally went to the hospital. I paid this 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 fee, which was a little bit annoying. Huh. <laughs> and, you know, I got to the front desk. The lady gives me the report. And she's like, wow, your mother was in labor for a very long time. She's like, this is unbelievable. And I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We got into a little bit of a conversation and it was a little bit funny because she almost she knew why I was there getting the birth time. And apparently this is something that happens very often, like very frequently in the hospital system, that people are going to the hospital to like get their records to get their birth time. And I had had no idea. Yeah, me too. I found I also found that very exciting. I had no idea. And so it seemed to me like I learned from that experience that like astrology astrology has been a hidden curiosity for a lot of people. And it's, it's it's something that they don't often kind of bring out into the public that they're into, I guess, because it's still perceived as something taboo in many communities.
3: Yes, that's that is true, you know, and uh, because we're ent- we're entering the age of Aquarius, uh, there's many more people who are born with, you know, a little bit more progressive thinking, like a global mindset. And people are finally starting to realize that information is power. And it's all about how you use that power. So uh, what used to be taboo, you know, back in the day is now becoming simply another way to discover science, you know, so it's very exciting.
2: Absolutely. And like for me, um, going into this this mysterious realm of astrology, I started researching ancient civilizations and Mm -hmm. how they would align their sacred sites and monuments, statues, whatever it was, to the stars and, you know, it was, it became, you know, pretty unwell understood with people who were researching these areas that they really deeply respected our relationship mm-hmm. with nature and the cosmos. So they would do certain rituals on certain days, plant their seeds, you know, harvest, all these things. They, they were using astrology to navigate all of these energies to, to better create like a more smooth experience in reality. And, you know, especially in royalty, like it's, you know, when people research, I don't know, the royalty bloodlines or whatever from the Renaissance period, you know, it was it was like common for people like Queen Elizabeth to consult with her astrologer to, you know, figure out what days are better for what and, and, and so on. And, yeah, so we, as we move from the Mayan civilization to the Egyptian civilization, you know, the civilizations from the Indus Valley, you know, ancient Sumeria, like all these different civilizations were in very deep relationship with the stars. And I think that that's something I would like to see reemerge in this period of time.
3: Yes, and tying it back to relationships, since that's today's topic, uh, you know, it's actually all very connected, because like, as you mentioned, the fertility of the Earth, you know, the right time to, let's say, uh, plant a seed or, you know, uh, watch some growth. The same happens in the best of marriages. You know, you have to keep going forward, and the best aspects are when you have like uh, an emotional connection and fertility. So that's very important for both people. Um, If it feels like growth, you know, people are interested in it and they continue. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If it feels like a struggle, well, it depends. Will it lead to eventual growth, or is it a struggle that you don't want to, you know, waste any more time on? So, as an Mm -hmm. astrologer, that's what I play with and you know, sometimes clients come over to, uh, to kind of discover that, uh, is it worth the, you know, the struggle or is it something that would rather be, uh, just a life lesson and then you can continue maybe to another relationship. So it depends.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. You just like jolted my memory for a quick second when you mentioned like marriage or fertility and all these things. Mm-hmm. My, my, my partner and I were, were watching, uh, Buddha, this show on Netflix, like back in the day. And like, if any, mm-hmm. if any of you are listening right now and you haven't watched this show, you have to watch this show. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. Just to witness Buddha's journey and, I don't know, all the things that go along with it. But anyways, in this show, uh, as Buddha was this blossoming, amazing young man, they obviously mm-hmm. wanted to get him married off. There's this princess that lived in this other uh, kingdom or whatever. And it was so hilarious. In this one episode, they actually compare charts. They go to, mm-hmm. to, the, to the priests and they're like, oh, you know, are they compatible, this and that? Is this a good match kind of thing? And I, I honestly had to pause it and laugh my ass off. I was like, I can't <laughs> believe this. I can't believe, you know, they just brought astrology into this show. This is so amazing. And, yeah, and yeah. again, I think, like, obviously in the East, in India, it's something that's still very well respected. And mm-hmm. it's very common. It's not a taboo subject over there. Yet here in the Western world, it, it's still a little bit taboo.
3: Yes, it's funny how that works, but uh, it's true. Sometimes, you know, the age of information, you can get a little lost uh, with with what's real and what's not. And especially these days, the Internet is so full of, you know, like repetitive articles. And uh, sometimes that's good. But uh, when you want to dig into like astrology and relationships on a deeper level, I find you have to kind of do your own research or, or, you know, consult an astrologer, whichever is more comfortable for you.
2: Uh-huh. So, and again, so if anyone's listening and you've got questions, you you have, like, you know, you're curious about something, feel free to give us a, give us a call at 310-928-7733. Again, it's 310-928-7733. Or you can add me on Skype. Uh, you can search K Sterling. You can add me. We can add you to the call. Or you can just message me and ask the question, and then we can kind of take it from there. But, okay, so... Going back into, like, what people are experiencing now, over the past few weeks, I've had so many people come to me and say, Kay, hey, what's going on? Like, these energies are so intense. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm experiencing this and that. And then, you know, people, there's there's certain people going through breakups, certain people, uh, I don't know, reaching new depths in their relationships. There are certain people... You know, just wanting to like come into deeper relationship with themselves, and mm-hmm. so like, and I feel like obviously this is being caused by Venus being in, in the sign of Scorpio. But uh, so in this period of time, I feel like I feel like it was a great time to have this show because of this energy that's happening right now, and because we know it's going to be happening for the past for the next like two months at least. It seems that relationships are going to be a pretty heavy focus for people. Very true,
3: very true. Right now is uh, one of the best times for this show because, like you said, Venus is currently in Scorpio. So it's a planet of, you know, deep lasting changes and kind of underworld energies. People are expecting much more from their relationship in terms of depth, you know, even sexuality and just very deep intimacy. They don't want anything superficial anymore. So they're asking questions whether, you know, am I intimate enough with this partner or how can I deepen the relationship? And Scorpio is also a sign of, you know, certain kind of uh, power and abundance. So sometimes that translates also into business. Sometimes people will accumulate, you know, much more real estate or go into business together as partners and accumulate much more power in the area of business. So. It depends how it translates, you know. And as well, we have uh, right now sun in Libra. So that's a birthday for all the charming Libras. Happy birthday, Libras. Yeah, (laughs) enjoy it while it lasts. (laughs) And uh, the fact that the sun is squaring uh, moon in Aries currently. So the moon in Aries is going to push people to, you know, achieve much more financially and uh, achieve their goals in much fiery way. So it's funny because on one side we have a very harmonious and laid-back sun in Libra that's going to try and smooth out relationships and create wider networks. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, the moon in Aries will give it that awesome push, you know, because Aries is almost the opposite of Libra. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that Aries energy is going to propel people forward. So in a way, because Venus is in Scorpio, you know, people are going to look at all these three areas, relationships with their partner, but also with the people around them in the network and use that moon energy to really get some results, get goals. And in a way, it, it's a perfect time because, you know, we're we're uh, September, October, where people kind of go back to school or they're starting new projects, courses, things like that, you know, and when they come home, they can have a chance to, uh, to explore that Venus and Scorpio a bit more in depth and you know at the end of the day you know they want to come home to a very deep and successful relationship
2: mm-hmm. so, so. As, like going a little bit deeper here like i like what i tell a lot of my 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 friends family and people who are in my community is that i see astrology as like a diagnostic tool for me i mm-hmm. would say i'm very intuitive and i think you know i don't want to toot my own horn here but you know i'm pretty psychic and i can pick up on a lot of energies from people environments and you know just really sense deeply into things and so when i'm around a person it's almost because of my understanding of, of astrology at, at this point it's almost like i'm able to sense the energies that are activated and mm-hmm. it's it's such an amazing thing for me like when i'm around people i can be like oh that's that's you know moon conjunct sun or it's somebody's sun on my my north node or something it's like i can feel the energy and mm-hmm. so i feel like that to me is like one of the greatest gifts of astrology it's like helping me to understand people and understand mm-hmm. the energies they bring out in me when i'm around them and then so it helps me to figure out you know is this healthy for me you know is this a positive thing for me and to really sit with it and observe and reflect and yes. i think that that's the great thing that astrology can bring to everybody's lives.
3: Yes. And for example, you yourself, you know, you're a Scorpio sun, so you're quite an intuitive woman in general. And, you know, that's, I find that uh, a lot of my female clients who are naturally intuitive are the ones that come to me very, in a very curious and open-minded mindset, you know? So it's usually the water signs like Pisces, Cancer, and Scorpio. They are the ones that already kind of feel there's something deeper going on there And they just need that mental, you know, analysis of astrology to kind of drive the point and clarify it, you know, synthesize the information. So whenever I get either a male or female client, you know, I'm always curious to see like what their natal chart looks like. First of all, what is their sun sign, you know, and then uh, other signs will still be curious, but they approach it from a slightly different, you know, point of view, like an earth sign we'll probably go to an astrologer more because of practical and long-lasting reasons you know like a capricorn for example would probably come in with some marriage questions you know <laughs> and financial like they'll probably ask you okay so uh how much will this partner earn in 2020 right just so i know so i got my basis covered or you know i'll have air signs and maybe their focus will be a little bit more on okay, uh, is this person intellectually my match, right? Can I have like those late night expanding conversations with them till the day I die? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they're they're curious about uh, will this person give me enough mental stimulation, and uh, that's kind of their focus. But again, people are very unique. Uh, everyone's chart is very special. So yeah, I kind of play it by ear and uh, see what each person is interested in.
2: And that that's what I really like about astrology is that like it's clear once you start looking to different uh natal charts and just just to like break it down a little bit for those who don't know mm-hmm. anything about astrology. a natal chart is a chart that uses your birthday, your birth location, and your birth time to map out where the planets were when you were born, and so mm-hmm. that is able to give you know, as astrologers, a snapshot of what energies were at play and what's going to be kind of happening to you as, as things progress into your future. Um, but yeah, going back into like needle charts, uh, I know for myself, when I started, you know, finally researching my own needle chart and coming to greater understanding of what energies were activated, it was an interesting journey finally seeing like, you know, oh my god, you know, my seventh house is in this sign. That means that I'm attracted these, to these and these kinds of people or whatever. And then I would ask, ask myself, like, has that been my pattern in reality? Have I attracted those kinds of people mm-hmm. or have I been interested in those kinds of people? And a lot of the times the truth, the, like when I would ask myself, I would say, yes, wow, like mm-hmm. this actually checks out. Yes, and then I would, yeah. I would go deeper, you know, my communication style, what I'm interested in, you know, it, I would research and read and would say, oh, you know, this indicates such and such and, and, and whatnot. And then I'd be like, wow, that also checks out. And then, like, for me, personally, I'm still very skeptical about a lot of things, spiritually. I don't take to anything, you know, that easily and quickly. I have to mm-hmm. investigate it. I have to go deep into it and feel it out. And if I feel something's a little bit funky, I'm going to, you know, there's going to be a red flag that goes up.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: and yeah. I, I have not ever gotten that with astrology. Not once. Not ever. Oh, well,
3: yeah. because uh, Because the deeper you go, the rabbit hole just keeps going deeper, you know? It's quite fascinating. I mean, even... Me, as an astrologer, I'm still learning, you know, every day I take some other courses, some new things. So, for example, yeah, again, going back to our listeners that have a basic understanding uh, with the natal charts, you can kind of look at it from the point of view that your sun sign is only the surface, you know, the tip of the iceberg for you.
2: I'm so so glad you just brought that up.
3: Yep. Like if someone has a sun in, let's say, Pisces, the sun is just your... Main sign, it's your ego and identity. You know, it's how you go about achieving goals. uh, And it's your main, you know, sense of identity. But you have other planets all lined up in your chart. So, for example, you know, after the sun, you also have the moon. The moon is more of your intuitive sort of drive, emotional drive. And uh, your style when, let's say, you're relaxing or you're just alone and nobody else is watching, right? Your moon sign is also, let's say, how you are on autopilot, Kind of like the automatic reactions that you have and emotions that you have for people
2: uh-huh.
3: uh, and then I would focus on the important other planets are Venus and Mars, so your Venus sign would explain how you are when it comes to your values in relationships, values, and like your romantic style with people uh, it's kind of like uh, let's say a Venus and Pisces they would be very dreamy, very romantic, they would like to share, you know, very uh, picturesque and sort of pink pink glasses moments with people, you know, very like storybook romance type of mm-hmm. thing. Like a fairy tale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, you know, they need that in their life and in their love life to feel complete. While some, let's say someone with Venus and Capricorn, they're much more about the facts, the facts, and they need to respect the partner before even considering going deeper with that person because Capricorn is all about structure, stability, foundation, and yeah they're kinda curious how much money, you know, (laughs) is available in that bank account, right? Well it depends how you know how mature the person is. But Venus in Capricorn is more materialistic in a sense, but it's funny because each sign also has like the hidden side that you don't see. So Uh maybe maybe that Capricorn energy why does it want all this stability and finance, right? Actually, it's uh, it's just mainly looking for security, much like a cancer would.
2: Exactly, it's opposite sign. It,
3: yes, because Capricorn is Cancer's like more mature energy in a way. Absolutely. And and uh, the one more planet I would focus on is Mars because Mars is our drive. It's how we go about getting our goals. It's how we fight. You know, it's how we defend what's ours. And it's also how we uh, interact with other people. And it's Mars is felt on a very like palpable, hot way. You know, like let's say someone's causing your pulse to quicken, you know, all of a sudden. Like you meet someone and you just feel really warm around them. That would be your basic instinct, Mars working. And let's say Mars isn't the sign of, let's take something interesting like Virgo. (laughs) yes yes so Mars and Virgo would be quite shy when it comes to things like that you know they'd also be very selective so they would definitely take their time to feel out people and they're not going to be like a you know player on the stage that wants attention and you know they're probably not going to cause many reactions they're going to be that person analyzing everything and sifting it through like a set of details you know
2: uh-huh. so yeah that's us let's <laughs> go, let's go the... to like an opposite kind of energy like uh, mars and aries how would mm-hmm. you describe that kind of energy
3: well i myself have mars and aries you know uh-huh. it's also <laughs> yeah it's also forming a few aspects but more on that later so for example mars and aries woman is much more uh take control you know they they like to compete sometimes even with men in terms of like sports or trying to beat them. Sometimes they even beat them, you know, when it comes to uh, (laughs) things like martial arts or competitive sports. So for these women, it's actually important to go back and tap in into their feminine side and just kind of balance it out because it's quite an intimidating kind of Mars, you know, it would take like a very masculine and self-assured man to handle a woman like that.
2: And Mars uh, is also yeah. the ruler of Aries on top of that.
3: Yes, exactly. Uh, definitely Mars is the ruler of Aries, which means like the planet is very much at home with that sign. You know, Mars is the planet of aggression, the planet of war and self-defense. So it would be like very instinctive and just very comfortable to have. Because some planets uh, are in an energy called detriment where you know, let's say you have Mars in, hmm, I don't know, let's say Libra, right? Uh-huh. That's a bit a bit of a tough one because uh, Mars in Libra is very diplomatic. It's trying to please everyone. But the thing is, Mars is how you fight. So sometimes, you know, that Libra energy has to learn to stand up for itself.
2: Uh-huh. It has
3: to learn that you cannot always be a people pleaser. You know, once in a while, you have to have a bit of a backbone and kind of stand up for your beliefs. And then you also have to find out what those are.
2: That whole description sounds like a fast-tracked burnout. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, yes, it can definitely be. And and so, I'm, many... so
2: glad you, I'm so glad you went, you went into these descriptions because a lot of people on, on my journey, they, they've turned to me and said, Oh, you know, astrology is bogus and it, it's complete <laughs> crap. And I'm like, Why? Oh, you know, I read this thing in this magazine and and it, that was that didn't say anything about me. I didn't resonate with any of that. And then, you know, I had to I had to kind of like go into a little spiel with them and say, "Listen, like, you know, that's only focus on your sun. It's not considering all these other planets." And in, and so in order for anyone to really come into a deeper understanding and relationship with astrology and to investigate it is to go and get a chart done with someone. Let them see everything, see where all the planets are, let them give you an interpretation, and then decide whether or not you feel astrology is legit or not.
3: Yes, yes, because oftentimes, like any information, you know, let's say uh, when you go to a therapist, for example, uh, it's much deeper and much more talk therapy than if you were just to go and do a quiz on Cosmopolitan, you know, like complete a quiz about your personality and of course, statistically, there's just not enough information, you know, so the the results themselves will be very biased, because there's a lack of information. Mm -hmm. Like, like any good research project, you know, when you are comparing information, you need to look at a lot of many details. And since the natal chart is so individual, you know, you're actually calculating everything depending on your exact birth time. And that birth time, is like down to the seconds so of course you know you have to go and uh, do some further research
2: yeah and there's not going to be anyone else like you that you know has the exact same chart it's just not possible i mean actually i don't want to say that it could be possible but not that i've seen so far um i mean except for unless you're a twin like me (laughs) then it's totally possible and even then being a twin, I think it's a whole other universe to to like explore when it comes to astrology, because Mm -hmm. like her and I are still very different people, even though we were born a few minutes apart. Mm -hmm. And so even yeah, going into all that is very interesting. We're going to go on a quick break shortly in a few minutes. But when we come back, I want to dive a little bit deeper into discovering the aspects and the energies that can help us create greater balance in our relationships and to help us kind of come into great understanding <clears throat> of ourselves and you know how it is that we go into a relationship because a lot of the times when we when we go into natal charts and we understand ourselves better through the lens of astrology we begin to understand where perhaps we're creating a blockage in the relationship maybe with communication issues or control issues or um what else maybe manipulation issues like things things um of that nature so when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about that and then yeah seeing how we can create healthier relationships in our lives so we will be right back Listeners, If you're ready to change your life, you've come to the right place. My name is Caleb Truth, and I'm your catalyst dedicated to sharing good vibes, mind-expanding, and heart-centered information. Knowledge is power. In this fast-paced world, it is so easy to get distracted by the matrix and miss out on connecting with the right people and information that will truly help you in living your best life. On this radio program, I save you time and energy. By sharing awesome people, new discoveries, life solutions, and wisdom to help you take action and create a positive shift in your life. I invite you to join me and share in this exciting adventure. Listen to Beyond the Veil on innerlightradio.com every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Beyond the Veil, inspiring, conscious evolution.
0: for the best in metaphysical, spiritual and holistic programming, you're listening to innerlightradio.com, the healing frequency.
2: Okay, welcome back everyone. If you're just joining us, my name is Caleb Truth and you're listening to Beyond the Veil on innerlightradio.com. Today, we're again we're talking about the beauty and the mystery of astrology and how it can help us better understand ourselves and be better in our relationships. So as we go in into the mm-hmm. bottom, bottom, bottom half of this, this program, we're, we're going to go deeper and this is, it's going to get interesting. So if you have any concerns, if you have any curiosities, you would like to like call in and ask us about, please feel free uh, to call in. Actually, we have a caller uh right now on hold so let's take that call so I'll let I'll let my producer kind of like get to that in a second <laughs> um so yeah so dasha in terms of of relationship astrology mm-hmm. like let's talk about what some of the Uh, more interesting aspects uh, are are out there in in terms of like what really makes us to feel loved and have feel that kind of balance in a relationship?
3: Well, it's a vast topic, but I'm going to start with uh, the basics, you know. Uh, The basics are always a connection between the three top three planets. And uh, I'm going to call them the sun, the moon, and uh, as well connections between the ascendant. Those are are sort of the soul's trinity, what draws people together. Once you cover the sun, moon and ascendant, you know, which uh, they should have inter-aspects between those three in order for a relationship to feel like it has that potential for, as I mentioned before, for long-term growth, for fertility, usually aspects between the sun and moon, especially, uh, they are a hint that this relationship is significant in someone's life, and it's going to lead them towards, like, very big soul growth. But as well, the connections to the Ascendant, which, let me explain quickly, the Ascendant is like our, you know, first impression mask, the way people perceive us the first 30 seconds, but it's also the vehicle for the soul to reach the growth. So if the sun is our ego and our identity then the Ascendant is kind of like how we get there. You know, the car that drives us there.
2: It's okay, the and just, just, uh, just to pause for a second, uh, we have a caller here, 647 uh, phone number. If you would like to unmute your mic and ask us a question, please feel free to do so at any moment. Uh, we'll definitely try to help you answer any questions you have. But yeah, so to continue, have you experienced uh, having, like, Ascendant, moon, uh, um, aspects or ascendant sun aspects? Like what, what's your experience been like?
3: Well, my experience has been that, yes, I've met a few people who, let's say, uh, you know, well, once, for example, I had an aspect of sun square moon, uh, with someone and the sun square moon is an interesting attraction. You know, it's kind of like, uh, very opposite. So when it comes to a square, it implies quite a big obstacle in growth you know because uh the two energies are opposites they're going to battle each other for dominance but what's interesting is because sun is the masculine energy and the moon is often the feminine energy in the relationship when they do come together eventually you know overcoming those obstacles the growth potential for the square is phenomenally important you know And the square aspect is going to make sure that the sun and moon are also going to be durable. So it kind of forces you to, you know, become a team after many like trials and many certain arguments. It will force people to look at life much the same way, because as long as there's a conversation between the sun and the moon, you know, it means there's a large potential for growth.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, between two people another thing I would like to um, bring up is the aspect between I would say moon and Venus mm-hmm. I've had this aspect with different people over, like, over the course of my journey thus far and mm-hmm. it's been one of my favorite aspects like moon Venus energy is this this feeling of like adoration and love and security Oh, well, and... I see we have a few colors <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we, you know, you feel really comfortable. You just, you just, you could do anything with with this partner. You could be lying on the couch and doing absolutely nothing, and still mm-hmm. feel so happy and 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 so at peace. Or you could be off on an adventure, going on a road trip, and be mm-hmm. just as as in love. And yeah, for me, it's it's like one of my more favorite aspects.
3: Yes, and to expand on that aspect, Moon and Venus. Uh, it's simply because. You know, if the moon is our emotional instincts and what makes us feel comfortable and what makes us feel cozy with someone, you know, and then you take Venus, uh, which is the planet of your values, you know, it's basically your value system and how you are when you're romantic with someone and when there's a good connection between them, it's like you just get each other like right away, you know, it makes you feel very like, I would say, Mushy, squishy, you know, like very domestic together. You kind of want to form like a nest together uh-huh. right away. Because when someone understands your value system and like feels it intuitively, that's very attractive, you know. And it makes people want to spend a lot of romantic time with each other, like go to the <laughs> same restaurants, things like that.
2: Okay, so we have another caller, uh, area code 501. I have mm-hmm. no idea where that area code is from on this planet, but if you would like to ask us a question or join in the conversation, please feel free to do so. Do we Hello,
0: have some more? black Canadian cousin up north. Oh. Neelton, How are you? The home of Bill Clinton. That's right. I never started cocaine. All right.
2: Do
0: you have oh, any questions? Yeah, I'm your IG buddy and uh, Facebook buddy. I just want to call in and give a show of support since I saw your um, uh, posting on IG a few minutes ago.
2: Oh,
0: and thank I was you so much. Thank you I so much speak. for
2: the support. I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we've been friends for years on Facebook and IG. And at this time, I really don't want to share anything because I do mm-hmm. all that on my own radio show at Radio Art. Awesome.
2: How long so have you been on the network?
0: Huh?
2: How long have you been doing your radio show for?
0: Oh, since probably 2006.
2: Wow. Well, congratulations.
0: Well, uh, Yeah, no, congratulations to you. I I, I just found your IG posting by accident because I was checking my email stuff before my boss started showing up to pick me up at work. And I said, wow, I need to call in if I can beat the difference in the time zone
2: between <laughs> oh, wow. CA
0: and the United States.
2: Well, thank you so much for calling and, and uh, sharing your appreciation. That That's totally awesome. Yeah. So like, as we continue, we want to like mute, mute your mic and just kind of tag along. Uh, that would be fantastic caller uh, it's from 647. If Again, if you would like to ask your question or enjoy uh, the conversation, please feel free uh, to do so at any time. So let's pick up where we left off on discussing these different aspects. So we talked about Moon Venus. What mm-hmm. does Sun Venus uh, express like and what does it feel like?
3: Well, the sun is the ego and, you know, our identity, and it makes us feel, you know, all these warm and fuzzy emotions. Uh, so when the, the ego, you know, makes contact with Venus, which is the planet of romance, again, you just have a very natural and compatible liking of each other. You know, you just plain like that person, because your value system is in accordance with their ego. It's almost like, Uh, Each other boosts each other's ego. And also in a way, you know, appearance wise, you find each other, you know, very like attractive and kind of on the hot side, if Uh you know what I mean.
2: You find them sexy.
3: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And they boost each other's confidence. You know, you can think of it much like if the sun is like Leo energy and Venus is like Libra energy. You know, it's like each one gives each other compliments in that sort of Leo libra way where it's like oh you look great today and the other person if it's their son being touched you know they might feel very proud and they might feel appreciated
2: yeah like they feel boosted
3: mm-hmm. their confidence goes up and they feel much more attractive and you know warm for the venus person
2: how would and you describe the, how would you describe the sun opposite venus aspect
3: so sun opposite venus is still you know, a very attractive energy, and actually, the opposition is fun. You mention it because the opposition is one of my favorite aspects for wow. planets. Yeah, for relationship planets.
2: Because there is a misconception about opposition sometimes. I mean, with yes. certain planets, it is more of a harsh experience. Mm-hmm. But with, let's see, I would say with Venus, uh, Mercury, Moon, Sun, Jupiter. You know, oppositions I think are very pleasant.
3: Exactly. It's it's all about what planet energies are being you know are interacting with each other. So when it comes to such you know kind of warm planets and pleasant planets like Sun and Venus, uh, the opposition is actually very good because um, it's the second most powerful aspect actually after the conjunction. It uh, sits at 180 degrees, so it's kind of like an arm wrestle, you know, like a pronounced arm wrestle between. Two energies that need to learn something from each other. And if they learn something, you know, if they overcome that opposition, it becomes like a a very close unit. You know, both people will allow for that growth. And Sun and Venus, again, it's about really like uh, liking each other, appreciating each other. So what you're balancing here would be the value system of one person and the ego of another person, basically. And once, you know, they go into conversation with each other, those things merge and there's going to be much, you know, much less opposition after you understand the value system of your partner and what to do with it as to, you know, as compared to the ego of another person. So, for example, Mm -hmm. if before uh, you considered that person a little bit too snobbish and standoffish, right, and the other person with the son. Perhaps were was a bit too proud and like cocky, you know. But once you overcome the opposition, you realize you can be a very dynamic team, you know. When it comes to charming each other, when it comes to appreciating what each other is giving. To That's the relationship.
2: awesome. That sounds so beautiful. I I, I love that aspect. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I have that. I've experienced great. that. I'm experiencing that right now. So yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I know what that feels like, and it feels great.
3: I was going to touch upon a, a quite important, you know, those top two important uh, aspects that you should have with a person, and those would be uh, there should be a conversation between the sun and the sun, you know, so actually two suns having some kind of contact. It could even be like a square, uh, or it can be, a, you know, the sextile and the trine are much easier to handle. It makes people feel like they're on the same page and their egos are are at ease with each other. While the opposition and square are going to have a lot of attraction. But with the opposition, it's going to be like opposites attract. Let's say like, a, I don't know, like a Libra and Aries situation. Mm-hmm. And with the with a square, it it's going to be like uh, Scorpio and Aquarius. So the square is the toughest one. But once you get to that growth, it will be very dynamic and compelling. You know, maybe your egos will probably take a beating. So, you know, the first couple of years, the square is going to, you know, force you to become a team. But at first, each person will just want to do their own thing. You know, their egos will be competing each other. Uh-huh. But once you merge a sun and sun aspect together, it creates like a completion of what the other person lacks. So if Aquarius is more about, you know, like social structures, gadgets, technology, the future, and like general information, then the Scorpio, for example, which is forms a square with Aquarius, Scorpio will infuse all that, you know, information and infuse the Aquarius mind with like the why and the how, you know, the motives behind everything. And it will teach Aquarius to think about the psychology and also what to focus on in life, you know, to use the intuition to focus on the right thing. So that's mm-hmm. the sun-sun, you know, conversation.
2: I also wanted to touch on um, what creates longevity in relationship. And from what I understand, you have to have solid Saturn aspects. like yes. Especially like Venus-Saturn or Jupiter-Saturn uh, aspects.
3: Yes, definitely. And I think it's very nice. Well, first of all, Saturn is, yes, the planet of longevity for relationships. It's the planet of maturity, you know. It's the planet that makes you want to go that distance with a person because you are feeling you know you feel in your bones that it's not just going to be a surface casual relationship Yeah, it's very serious (laughs) yeah it's not just going to be fun you know fun and games it's going to be something that will teach you about like the real love and if you think about it after the excitement's over you know after the fun's over uh People have to decide whether they have a structure and a foundation with each other, you know, whether they can, like, let's say, rely on each other when one person's about to, you know, feeling so bad, like, health wise, they're about to kill over. And you want to have that partner that's gonna drop everything and go get you and drive you to the hospital, you know what I mean? Uh You want to have that person that will be there when nobody else wants to be there.
2: And, like, talking about that, like, uh, just touching on that, I want to also talk about something more steamy like sexual mm-hmm. aspects and sexual attraction mm-hmm. um but before i get to that <laughs> i find like from from my experience consulting with different people with, uh, on their astrology charts and their synastry charts and, and whatnot it's like people can have the sexual attraction they can have this these feelings of adoration really loving how someone looks how they present themselves you know their personality but it's like if they don't have those saturn aspects the relationship only goes so far yeah. And before you, uh, before
3: you go into the steam, <laughs> l- <laughs> let me just mention one last thing about, you know, Saturn uh, is that as an astrologer, I like to see a, a, an equal distribution between Saturn aspects and as well Jupiter aspects. So when a love connection actually has a good balance between Saturn and Jupiter, that's when it creates that even spread, you know, like a balance, because sometimes when you have too much Saturn... Yeah, it glues people together, but when there's too much Saturn without Jupiter, there could be like depression or overwork in the relationship. Absolutely. So, you it's know,
2: it's too heavy, just becomes yeah. more of a downer.
3: Right, people will just come back very exa- you know, exhausted from work and you know, the whole tone of the relationship will just be like drudgery. So you need that Jupiter to balance it out for the fun and optimism. You know, it's like drop everything, forget your paperwork you know, let's go, let's go for like a trip, like a spontaneous trip together and uh, see what the world is all about or like travel together, you know, Uh and uh, get some of that fun back into your life, you know, let your inner child play.
2: Absolutely. And then, you you know, so yeah, continue, I'm going to go on something else after. (laughs) I was just going to
3: say that uh, once you're done with your Jupiter fun, you know, like uh, together, uh, let's say you had a fantastic vacation, you know, full of adventures. Then you can, uh, if you have enough Saturn stability, you can uh, return home and, you know, you, you're you pretty sure that your partner is going to be there and uh, it's not going to go play around in the casino or anything, right? He's going to be there for you and waiting for you at home. Yeah, so like Saturn good.
2: creates this air of responsibility to one another. Mm-hmm. And I feel like unless someone really feels that commitment and that responsibility to you, like the relationship is not going to really have much of a future.
3: Yeah, Let's say, like, if a relationship has too much uh, fun aspects and too many, like, fun planets, what's going to happen is there will mostly be overindulgence or even, like, you know, just gambling or wasting away your time or even infidelity. So you need Saturn. Actually, Saturn is one of the planets for continued, you know, loyalty to each other. So it's quite important, especially for women, I, I, I find. Well, no, sorry. I'm not going to be sexist. <laughs> it's, <laughs> an, it's important. It's important. That's my old mentality, but you know it's important for both genders, of course, but I think for women especially because they're they're going to plan the family unit, so
2: mhm, and like another thing I wanted to quickly touch on before we get to the steamy stuff quickly mm-hmm. uh, is communication when i'm working with. Certain couples or individuals that are experiencing hardship in their relationships, that's Mm -hmm. one of the first things I look at. Because if you can't, if you have very tense communication aspects in your chart, like Saturn squaring uh, Moon, or sorry, not Saturn, Mercury squaring Moon, or let's say Mercury squaring Saturn, or Mercury squaring Mars, you know, Mm -hmm. these kinds of things. It's like you won't even be able to fully address the issues of the relationship. You know, let alone begin to open up a dialogue together and and have a conversation. So so when I see when I see these things, you know, I try to help them navigate it as easily as possible. Because like it's it's it can be very difficult when you have communication issues. And I feel that communication is absolute key to a healthy relationship. You can have the sun, moon, you can have the sun, Venus, or moon, Venus, and all these aspects, moon Jupiter. But if you don't have communication, how are you how do you proceed? How do you move forward in relationship? Yes,
3: I was going to touch on that. And the planet of communication is Mercury, as we know. So I think it's very prevalent, especially in these days when there's so much information, you know, we're in the information age, and the value of communication is just increasing. Because it's like a a communication is still part of the bond, just like any other bond, you know. So if a couple needs like, They need that stimulating conversation, especially let's say you have two Geminis in a relationship, right? I'm just saying, you know, Gemini is one of the top, you know, talkative signs from all the signs. So for them or for any air sign, stimulating conversation is going to be so important, especially after the initial buzz, you know, starts to simmer down just a little, you know, like people want to avoid that stagnation feeling. And even well into your old age, right? Let's say, okay, you had a lot of fun. (laughs) Let's say you're about 75 and you're with your partner, right? What are you going to talk about? You know, how good are they going to be at chess? (laughs) (laughs) And one of actually one of the top attraction factors is mental stimulation because what good foreplay or what good flirtation could there be? Right. If there's not a meeting of the minds.
2: You know, I love there... I love how you just said that. Yeah. it's it's the perfect segue into talking about the steamy stuff <laughs> because a lot of people have said, you know, like you know, sex huh? it happens in your mind first. Oh yeah, not, not in the physical. Yes. So you know, if you don't have good communication, then you know, I think it's going to be a little bit difficult to to create mm-hmm. that intimacy so i think we have we have another uh caller who just called in from 519 that's on west side of ontario here in, here in canada caller if you have a question uh please feel free to ask and join the conversation um hi. Uh, hello
1: yeah yeah hi this is brendan from paradigm shift london hey,
2: hey brendan you
1: can, uh, so hey awesome surprise to but uh yeah i just wanted to say you know like awesome job you guys are doing great and uh yeah thank you so much so
3: do you have any relation questions <laughs>
1: yeah 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 I, i'm I'm more than happy to just kind of be able to join in on the conversation if uh is it cool if i just kind of like share some general thoughts on how i think of astrology
2: of sure. course absolutely
1: cool awesome yeah i, I think like It was interesting, and uh, I heard you mention it earlier, but, like, the idea of, like, your twin and you being so different, yet so, like, close in birth and everything like that. And uh, I I walked away for a bit, so I'm not sure if you guys covered this or not, but I just thought that was, like, fascinating how just, like, the slight difference in degrees puts us in different houses, which, like, you know, adds up to the unique dynamic that each one of us is in the same way that, like, I think that's where astrology is valuable, because if you think of it, like, it combined with numerology, combined with gender, combined with just, like, Time that we're born into it really creates this like infinite landscape for soul to be able to express itself like no one ever will be the exact same because of that so it's a cool mm-hmm. formula and uh, mm-hmm. i think is
2: really valuable so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like, like a, everything uh, you just yeah. said is 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 really deep and, and really true and i feel like the the gift of astrology is helping us to come first into deeper mm-hmm. understanding and relationship of mm-hmm. ourselves if we don't have that we mm-hmm. can't really develop any true intimate unconditional love relationships with, with other people it's just not going to happen
1: yeah yeah and for me i really found value like for uh, for myself i'm cancer and i got some sag and some something else in the maze. i'll double check that i think i believe it's Taurus, actually but anyways i was just going to say you know like for me uh very simply put if someone were to ask me you know, like why is astrology worth looking into i would say like you know it helps you understand the nature of yourself Mm -hmm. And then, like, through that, you kind of cue in, and you're like, oh, that's why I was doing that pattern. Oh, that's why I was doing this. But then, like, Mm -hmm. again, and I'm not sure if you guys mentioned this, I love the idea of kind of, like, you know, there's the signs we're born into, but each of us is all signs, and we're all kind of, like, that's like our launch pad and we kind of transcend through the variety of signs, and we play with the different energies inside of us and everything like that. So we're we'll always anchoring in the ones that we are kind of, that again, make us who we are, make us unique, give us a, you know, like a, a signature. And it's cool to think of, especially since like, you know, relationships are the driving force of how reality perpetuates itself through humans and everything. Right. So obviously it's pretty important. So it's, it's neat to think of like how love can exist kind of like between every single infinite combination of a uh, unique astrology science. So, yeah, yeah, just, again, it's a cool topic. Thank you so much. So
2: Yeah, everything you just said is absolutely beautiful. And, like, you just uh, mentioned, like, the significance of relationships. I came across this post on Instagram, like, I think a couple days ago, where this guy was talking about these scientific studies that were done. I think others have been done also in the past by Gallup and other organizations. But mm-hmm. they, their findings found that, like, our true happiness in life comes from healthy relationships. It doesn't come from Mm -hmm. us feeling sexy or looking sexy or having the car, the house, the blah, 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 social, social status. Mm -hmm. All that is is completely meaningless. Yeah. Because
3: at, at the end, sorry to interrupt, but quickly, but I had a thought that, you know, at the end of the day on your deathbed or just, you know, when you're about to wrap up life, you know, they keep coming back to the fact that your, your biggest memories and happiness reasons are your family, friends, and the relationships that you form, you know? Absolutely,
2: so, yeah. yeah, and and yeah, I yeah. feel like that journey we have with relationships it, you know, every person acts as your mirror. You know, giving you a, a greater—I uh, mm-hmm. don't know—sense of perception into how, like, how you are, who you are, how you feel, how you react to things, like your communication style. You know, the shadow side of yourself that hasn't been expressed. Oftentimes, we know we see this a lot in relationship That relationships tend to bring out the shadow side of ourselves. Mm-hmm. That means healing and, and transmutation of energy. But like, we're we're five minutes to close. So before we we, we close the program, we got to get into some of the steaminess, man. Okay, all right, <laughs> I'm excited. So, like, yeah, so well, well, sexual I'll, I'll let you, aspects. i
1: you guys go. I'm just going to listen in. Thank you again, and I love
2: you guys. So. Yeah, Thank you so much. Too. Thank you so much for joining us, Brendan. That was totally awesome. Take care. Awesome.
1: All right, take care.
2: Okay, so, yeah, going into sexual chemistry now, you know, mm-hmm. this is something that a lot of people are going to be curious about. Obviously, we're talking about Venus and Mars. So I would say, like, definitely Venus-Mars conjunction is super steamy. It's, it's, it's full on. Like, you cannot get yes. your hands off each other. It's like you want to dive to the deepest depths of, of one another.
3: in For always. sure, <laughs> for sure. And I'm not sure if I'm going to use the word depths. because Well, just because I'm going to reserve that one for Pluto, which is coming up. Yes. But, uh, but definitely it is one of the best indicators as an aspect for good chemistry, hot chemistry. And the best part about Venus-Mars is that it also guarantees chemistry that's not going to go away. Even after all the other aspects, you know, other attraction aspects have died down. Because Venus is like the intrinsic femininity of the relationship. And Mars is the fire that's going to keep it going. So Venus and Mars is one of the best natural, you know, guaranteed chemistry aspects. And the harmonious aspects like sextile or conjunction are always going to play well with each other. The timing is right. And, you know, the feminine and masculine energies are just going to uh you know turn each other on like the venus is the romantic side and mars is gonna give it that extra fire you know underneath Uh uh it's gonna make that couple you know chase each other around or give each other a lot of compliments they're gonna probably find each other physically attractive well actually most likely yeah
2: so um, like i think we gotta we definitely Mm -hmm. gotta continue this in another program in the future for sure like there's so much more we have we have to discuss but we're like we're like two minutes to close Mm -hmm. so if someone wants to get an astrology reading from you what is the best uh form of contact or contact info
3: yes to continue uh exploring your relationships and get a better reading from me you can just uh visit my facebook page i'm at astrocosm so the word astro and then c-o-s-m and Just put that in the search box on Facebook, it will find me. Uh, If you want, you can also just look at my name uh, in relation to that Facebook page, which is uh, Dasha Tsurkan. So D-A-S-H-A, last name T-S-U-R-K-A-N. And uh, just send me a PM, like a private message. You know, I'm always somewhere online, so I'm always gonna be in touch and I'm very social media friendly. So those are the best places to reach me. Uh, You can also, if anything, you can message the radio network or, you know, come back to this conversation on the radio website, which Khadija will leave for you. And we can go from there.
2: All right. So, guys, thank you so much for uh, joining me. Um, I love you all. I wish you all the best. Please come back and join me next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern here on innerlightradio.com. And you can find me on Instagram at KLoveTruth truth or on Facebook at KLove truth. If you would also like to explore more about your astrology chart. So have an awesome week, everyone. Stay in those good vibes and be in your truth. Peace Thank and you love. so much.